Welcome to the Live Inspired Now podcast. Inspiration, motivation, tips, and lots of laughs for your family and life. Welcome back to the Live Inspired Now podcast. I'm Heather Paris, and I am here to give you tips and techniques to live inspired now. This week on our Transformational Tuesday video, we talked about how to speak to your children about sex, and we're going to go more in depth about that today here on the Live Inspired Now podcast. If you are not subscribed to our website, please do so at liveinspirednow.com. No spam, no yucky stuff, just a weekly Transformational Tuesday video full of tips and techniques. So I hope that you will consider signing up at liveinspirednow.com. This week we are talking about how to speak to your children about sex. And on the video, I gave three tips to be honest, to be helpful, and to be humorous. And I wanted to dive a little deeper into those topics today. The first thing that I want to say about having the sex talk with your kids is that there's no time that's too early. As soon as kids are able to speak, essentially, is when you start using the proper words and talking about their bodies and their body parts and things like that. And that ultimately leads into the sex talk as they're older and as it's more age appropriate. So as early as possible, you start talking about their body. You talk about their ears, their little fingers, their tiny little toes. So don't use words like winkies and wee-wees for their other body parts. It's absolutely okay and acceptable to say penis and vagina and to use the real words, breasts instead of boobies and, you know, things like that. Studies have proven that kids who are self-aware and who are aware of their bodies and know the proper words for their body parts are less likely to be victims of sex crimes, you know, raped, molested, hurt in any way possible, um, because they're able to communicate and they know what's acceptable. They know about their own body. So not only is it is it good to get that conversation started early, but it's really beneficial to the kids and it helps keep them safer as they grow up. So if you haven't started yet, start now. Do it as soon as possible. And keep your conversations informal and age appropriate. Obviously, you're not going to sit down a three-year-old and have discussions about intercourse, but your three-year-old may ask you how the baby got into your tummy or how, a, you know, if she sees a pregnant person, how the baby got into their tummy and things like that. So you can absolutely have that age-appropriate conversation with the little ones, you know, talk, you're not going to say the stork brought it, it was magic. I mean, that's just crazy. That doesn't give them a true, honest sense of what's going on. Um, So when you have that conversation, just use age appropriate language, that's all. So keep it informal, just in everyday conversation. I know when my kids were little, you know, if they saw mommy getting dressed, you know, I wouldn't hide and and not tell them what things were. You can say those are breasts and every woman has them and it's totally natural and normal. The more natural and okay they feel with their body parts, the healthier they are going to be in the long run. You don't want to create bad, uh, bad body images by 
not making them aware of their parts and not letting them know that things are absolutely normal. So have those conversations just every day, informally. You don't have to sit them down and have a formal conversation. So let's get into the part about honesty. Honesty is so important when we're talking to our kids. And so many times, you know, in my private practice, dealing with families and kids in crisis, um, parents will ask me when they should be honest. And I say, always, always be honest. And if you can't say something, if you can't be honest about it, then be honest about not being able to or not being willing to tell them something. So you have to just be honest with your kids and give them the real scoop about sex. One of the things that you can do to be honest, and and we touched on this, is to use the real words. It's not It's not hard to use the appropriate language for body parts. It's not, you know, you're not going to say peepees and coochies and dirty acts or whatever. Just say sex, you know, say the real words. Listen, the kids are going to get enough crazy words and crazy things that they learn about in school and from their friends. Keep it real by keeping it honest and using the real words so that they know what that stuff is. Now they're going to come. My daughter once came and asked me what teabagging was, and it was the most (laughs) embarrassing thing ever, but I explained it to her. I mean, she's a teenager. She's old enough to know that's, that's an okay question. And frankly, I'm really, really, really glad that she came to me and asked me as opposed to getting the information from her friends or even worse, looking it up on the internet. Because if you type in something like that, you're not just going to get a dictionary or an urban dictionary explanation. You are going to get some very graphic stuff. So I much prefer my kids to come to me and ask me things. And they know that they're going to get the honest truth too. So to me, that's a compliment. If they're willing to come to me and speak to me, then I know that I've done a good job. Along the lines of being honest, I think it's also very, very important that we explain real consequences. So many times parents and people will make up fake consequences that aren't real. And that's just not very helpful at all. There are consequences to having sex and there are consequences to having sex too early. So talk to the kids about the physical, emotional, and social consequences that come along with engaging in sexual activity. Physically, you could get pregnant, you could get disease, you could be hurt, you know, you don't know what you're doing, it might not be good. There's Uh, There's a lot of things that could physically happen to your body if you have sex before you're ready or before your body is physically ready, frankly. And emotionally too, you know, that's, that's a big thing that we overlook. A lot of parents will just say, you could get pregnant. I don't want you getting knocked up or you could get a disease and die. Well, those are the physical things, but we're not addressing the emotional components. And there are some real emotional components to having sex, especially if you're a young person. Listen, I had a 14 year old come to me once and she had had sex with multiple partners already at the young age of 14 and she was an emotional wreck. She was only having sex with these boys because she wanted so desperately to feel loved and she wanted to try and keep them. 
obviously she wasn't emotionally ready to be having sex and she was using sex as a tool to try and make herself feel better. And it, I mean, it took a toll on her. This girl was just, like I said, uh, an emotional wreck. And it's so sad to see kids engaging in something that they are just not ready for. I mean, it just crushed her. And I imagine going forward, you know, when when she's in her 20s or later in life when she decides to get married, that that's something that's going to really impact her future relationships going forward. The fact that she had so many partners at such a young age and the fact that she wasn't enjoying sex at all, but yet using it as a tool and trying to keep boys that really did not deserve to be in her life anyway. So talk to your kids about the emotional component of sex. And it's not just young girls either. Young boys become very attached. If they have sex too early, then then there's a breakup and it's like the end of the world. And kids at 13, 14, even 15 or older aren't ready for the end of the world yet. You know, it can feel it can feel so overwhelming. And you know, it's our job as parents to create as little chaos in our kids' world as possible. So talking to them about the emotional component around sex is so important. And then there's a social component that goes along with it too. And I'd love to say that all kids are nice and wonderful. And if you engage in sex, that your friends will be supportive and not judgmental. But guess what? That's just not the truth. If you have sex too early, too often, or something like that, you are going to face some social consequences. Your friends, you know, might judge you, they might call you names, you might get a reputation. And that's not just for girls, that's for boys too. And it's important that kids understand that. Now, I hope that kids, especially my kids and all kids, would make good sound decisions based on their own needs and emotions and not worry about judgments from other people. But that is just not how the real world works. There are social consequences People will be mean to you and that can be hard to take. We're humans and we have feelings no matter how empowered we are or how self-aware we are. Sometimes things just hurt and having people in your school calling you names or whatever can be really, really painful. So it's important that we explain those social consequences to our kids about engaging in sex as well. But it's also to be honest about feelings. You know, kids have real honest feelings. I don't care if you're 13 or you're 33. If you're in love, that feeling, the feeling is very real. You know, you get excited, your palms get sweaty, you get all the butterflies and the lovey-dovey feelings and you start drawing the hearts on your notebook and all that cutesy-wootsy stuff. Those feelings are very real and they're very valid. So we really should not discredit the feelings that the kids are having. It's absolutely okay. But talk to them and be honest about having those feelings being, you know, having feelings is normal and it's absolutely okay, but learning to not necessarily act on those feelings because it's, it's also really important to um, make sure that they understand that they deserve to be honored because it's so important that if you're going to give yourself, your body to somebody else and share an intimate 
experience like that, that you should be honored so that when you walk away from that experience, you don't regret it or you don't feel like you were unimportant or that it was just a, you know, a quick thing. And now the boy doesn't like you or the girl doesn't want to call you ever again, that kind of stuff. Let, let your kids know that they deserve to be honored, that they deserve to be treated like the most important person in the world if they're going to engage in such a level of intimacy with somebody. And be honest about what your family values are too. No matter what your family looks like or what your religion is or where you come from, your family values are important not mine, not somebody else's, not the schools, not the neighbors, not your own parents and what they said, but what your family values are. Instill them in your kids by having these open and honest conversations. It's so important. I'll give you an example. In our family, I I am a big believer that, and this is in my book too, Live Inspired Now, um, I'm a big believer that you should be in a long-term committed relationship and be at least 18 years old or out of high school before you engage in sex. Now, some people will say you have to be married. That's not what we believe in our household, but whatever your beliefs are, that's what you tell your kids. That's what you let them know your expectations are. For my kids, it's always been you should be out of high school, you know, around 18 or older, at least 18 years old, and in a long-term committed relationship. Don't just go have sex with somebody that you liked for a day or your first date or anything like that because you just don't know them well enough. You don't know if you're ready to have that level of intimacy with this person. So get to know them. That's why I think a long-term committed relationship is a really good standard um, to, to go by. That's again, that's for us in our house, but you instill your own values. Let your kids know what your values are and why. The second thing we talked about in the video was to be helpful. Be helpful. Saying don't have sex until you're 35 and that's the extent of your sex talk is not helpful. It's just not. Let's face it. Kids are going to go and have sex eventually, even if it's like later in life when they've moved out of the house and they're in a long-term committed relationship. That's great. Wonderful. But be helpful about the information that you give them. You don't want them learning information from the school bus or from friends or from the person that they're in a relationship with that just might not have their best interest at heart. When you're being helpful, Talk about the things that they can do because don'ts don't help. I hear this all the time. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Don'ts don't help. Talk about what they can do. If you're talking to your teenager and you don't want them having sex, explain that to them. Let them know why. But then talk about what they can do. For example, you can go on a date. We'll take you to the mall. We'll chaperone or whatever. You can hold hands. You can carry your girl's books and give her a kiss before she gets on her bus or whatever it is, whatever you're okay with. You can have your girlfriend come over and you guys can snuggle in the basement and watch a movie in the family room with the door open, right? So you can say, yes to a lot of things if you add a little bit of a condition to it and then it doesn't feel like you're always saying no. So for example, like saying, uh, if the kid asks, 
uh, can my girlfriend come over? Instead of saying no, you can say yes. And I expect that you guys will be having dinner with us as a family around the table or whatever, right? So figure out ways that you can talk about what they can do and focus on saying yeses. Give them some support. Give them some things that they can do. I mean, let's face it. Kids are going to do stuff. They're going to do stuff. And the more you allow them to do and feel like they're getting some leeway, then they'll be more respectful of the boundaries that you have put in place. Also, it's important that you talk to them about how to handle peer pressure. That is something that every kid at some point faces. And it could be peer pressure from their friends. Maybe their friends have had sex and they're saying, you should do it too. When are you going to lose your V card kind of thing? Or maybe it's peer pressure from their boyfriend or their girlfriend. Talk to them about how to handle that. You know, um, one of the best ways to help them handle that is to supervise them. Now, I know that sounds so obvious, but not everybody does that. Some people think once the kid has their driver's license, they're 16, they can go on unchaperoned dates, and that might be okay for your family. But if you're going to send your kid out there with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you better make sure they first know how to handle the pressure if they get into a situation that's either dangerous or risky or is just even uncomfortable. Give them some tips on how to handle that. Um, I tell my kids one of the things that they can do is they can say they're, they're allowed to lie. We, we have a no lie policy, but we do make one exception. If you are in a situation where you are feeling pressured or you're in danger or the situation is feels risky or scary, you are allowed to lie your ass off to get out of it. So if that means you have to say, um, oh, I can't, my mom will kill me or, oh, I'm sorry, I would love to have sex with you right now, but I can't. My mom just texted and said, I had to get home right now. Whatever. Tell your kids to say whatever they have to say to get out of a situation that they're uncomfortable with. That is perfectly okay. Teach them how to handle the peer pressure. And you know, their friends might be pressuring them too. And if that's the case, teach them to distract the conversation. If they don't feel comfortable with something, they can just talk about something else so that they don't have to answer the question about when they're going to lose their V card, which is what the kids are calling it today. (laughs) And, um, you know, so teach them how to handle those situations that will inevitably come up. It's so important that kids know how to handle themselves. And it's really important that we have these honest conversations so that they feel safe enough, safe enough to come to us as parents and to talk to us. Another thing about being helpful is understanding that it is absolutely okay and completely normal to have sexual feelings. It's absolutely normal to get horny. Teenagers are horny, 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 horny. They're crazed horny, right? We know that. So that's just biology. So why would we pretend that that doesn't happen? Now, if you have teenagers and they're horny and you don't want them to have sex, tell them what they can do. I tell my kids, and this is again in my book, Live Inspired Now, I tell my kids that it is absolutely okay, natural and normal to go and take care of your own needs. Masturbation is a real thing and I think it's a good alternative to having sex. Again, completely unrealistic to think that your teenager is not going to have sexual feelings or thoughts 
and um, to try and dismiss them. So if you encourage your kids to take care of their own needs, not only does it empower them, but it gives them a nice option that they can do that's healthy, that doesn't put them at risk, and that they can take care of on their own. Just tell them that it's okay and natural, but do it privately in your own room with the door closed or in the bathroom or whatever. But that's something that you do in private that you don't have to discuss or talk about with anyone else. But it's a wonderful way to go and help with those feelings that you are definitely having because all teenagers do. So I think that's such a valuable thing. And I think I know it's embarrassing to talk about, but you know what, just put it out there because I'd rather be a little embarrassed and a little uncomfortable than to have my kid come home and say that his girlfriend is pregnant because he was horny and didn't know that it was okay to just go and masturbate. Craziness. There's there's things that we can do to support our kids. And I think it's empowering to let them know that they have control over their own bodies and that everything that is happening to them is natural and normal. Especially these days, kids are reaching puberty so early. I mean, girls are having their periods and getting breasts at 10 years old. It is stretching out the time that they're sexual, that they're horny. It's, it's making it much longer. You know, back in my day, girls didn't get their periods till 13 and 14. And now they're getting them so much earlier. So the opportunity for them to get into some risky sexual behavior is quite a bit longer than it used to be. So empower your kids and let them know that sex is not a tool also. Sex isn't something that you give to your boyfriend because you want him to stay with you. No, absolutely not. Sex is an agreement between two mature people who have made an agreement to be intimate and to honor one another. So just empower your kids and and educate them and give them helpful, really helpful information and supervise them. If you have two 17-year-olds in your house, do not leave and go to the mall for three hours. Absolutely not. Two 17-year-olds alone in your house, unsupervised, is just asking for problems. So supervise them, chaperone, whatever. You can give them spaces of time where they can be alone together at a restaurant, at a movie theater, whatever, but know where they're at. Oh, and here's another great tip too. I get asked this a lot. What do I do if I dislike my son's girlfriend or my daughter's boyfriend? Here's what you do. You keep your mouth shut about it and you befriend the person you don't like. So for example, if my daughter brings home a boy that she doesn't like and the, or that I don't like, and this has happened in the past, not recently, but in the past it has happened. So my daughter's dating a boy that I don't like. The best thing that I can do is to become very sweet and friendly with him and just let it ride out. Now, the first time that you let your kid know that you hate their boyfriend or girlfriend, instantly, instantly that boyfriend and girlfriend becomes far, far, far more valuable and attractive to them. So don't push them further into a relationship with somebody you don't like by making it something that they can rebel against. You know what I mean? So just just keep keep your opinion to yourself. Trust that your kid will see whatever it is that you see 
and the relationship will time itself out. Because let's face it, kids who are young, 16, 17, 18, teenagers, even early 20s, they're still learning how to have relationships and the likelihood of those relationships lasting and turning into marriages and lifelong partners is very small. That's not to say that some people do. Of course, some people marry their high school sweethearts, but most people don't. So don't sweat the small stuff. Be nice to the boyfriend or the girlfriend. And when you're nice to them, they are more likely to tell you what's going on, to be honest with you, and to even want to hang out with you too. So instead of sending your kids out the door because you don't want to be around the boyfriend or the girlfriend, no way. Set up a family game night and make some snacks and hang out with that kid because you don't want your kid alone with them. Don't send them out the door. And finally, the third tip that we talked about on the video this week was to be humorous smile and laugh. Let's face it. Sometimes when you say penis and vagina, it's funny and you're going to laugh. It's okay. In fact, I encourage you to laugh about it. If you don't laugh about it and make some jokes, then you have nothing to break the tension. So feel free to yuck it up a little and just you know, keep it light. Again, you don't have to have a formal conversation. You don't have to say on Tuesday, we're going to sit down and have the talk. Keep it light, keep it informal. Whenever you get a chance to mention something, just bring it up. For example, one one of my kids mentioned something about health class. They were talking about sex and they mentioned something that they had heard in health class. And we sat around laughing about it and talking about it at the dinner table. And Somebody else might have thought, well, that's kind of inappropriate for dinner conversation, but you know what? There is never a time where it's not appropriate to have open, honest communication with your kids. And if you can laugh about it, even better. So don't miss those opportunities. And instead of having one big, huge birds and the bees sex talk with your kids, Break it up. Again, just informal conversations here and there when opportunities present themselves. And if opportunities don't present themselves, then go ahead and say, hey, let's sit down and have a conversation. But again, keep it light, keep it informal, and keep it short. You can have a conversation for 30 minutes, ask if they have any questions and send them on their way and do it again in a week or two weeks or whatever. Or find some videos or some books that you can give to them and say, hey, I was looking at this book and I saw some interesting stuff in it. Here's your here's your chance to have some conversation and give them the book and ask them if they have questions, whatever. Just Find some ways to break it up so that you don't have this one big atrocious talk that they'll be talking about in therapy when they're 30 years old because they were so horrified. (laughs) Break it up and keep it light. And finally, if you don't know the answer to something, just look it up. It's really okay. There are some crazy terms for things. You might want to make yourself really comfortable with Urban Dictionary. Go online, look up Urban Dictionary because there are some really crazy terms for different sex things and some stuff I didn't even know. I, I I absolutely couldn't believe it. My daughter, Madison, she's 21 years old now. She'll say something. She'll text me and she'll say something that she had heard and she'll laugh about it. And I have to ask like, what in the world does that mean? And she says, just go look it up on Urban Dictionary. And I do. And then I get a laugh from it. It's unbelievable some of the crazy terms they come up with for different sex positions and different 
sexual acts and it's craziness. And if you're not aware of those things, it's going to be harder to have the conversation, but it's okay. Just look it up. And it's okay if you go look it up with your kid too. And I've done that before too. Like, hey, let's pull up Urban Dictionary and see what that means. And then we are appalled and we have a good laugh at it and we move on and it's no big deal. And again, you know, the whole key to all of this is to empower your kids and to make them safe and feel safe enough to come to you first. You don't want them going to their horny boyfriend or girlfriend for advice. You don't want them going on the internet and looking up certain things because although sometimes you can find information that's helpful, when you type in anything that has a sexual content or a sexual name on the internet, you are going to get porn. You're going to get some really, really inappropriate stuff. And you know what? That's just not going to be helpful at all, especially if your kids want to know the real deal. So tell them the real deal. It's so important. You know, kids, they want boundaries. They want relationships with their parents. They really do. They'll say that they don't, but the truth is that they do. They love you. They trust you. And they want to have those conversations no matter how awkward they are because it builds the bond and it it lets them know that they have a safe place to be with you. So have those conversations, the sex talk, honesty, helpful, and humorous. Don't forget to laugh, throw in some, that's what she says now and then. It's pretty funny. And, um, you know, I know you can do this. I know you can handle it, but let me know if you need help. You can reach me at liveinspirednow.com. All of my information, my email and my phone number and everything is right there, liveinspirednow.com. And please go to Amazon and check out my book, liveinspirednow.com, uh, Live Now. And um, if you're in a step family, you can check out the You're Not My Real Mom book, which is also available on Amazon. I hope that you will go now and have the conversation with your children, no matter what age they are, have the age appropriate conversations, get your kids healthy and happy, happy, healthy parents make happy, healthy kids. So go be amazing. Have a great day.